What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and we're moving forward today with Yasmeen Burns, and I'm so excited, and I'm going to let Yasmeen introduce herself, but I want to tell a little story for Moving Forward listeners. So I launched Moving Forward about a year and a half ago, and I wanted Yasmeen to be my first guest on the show, and as it turned out, Yasmeen declined. So she's going to share that story with you and much more. <laughs> and now I'm so excited because Yasmeen, you are on episode 91. So it took us 90 episodes to get you on the show. So welcome, welcome. How are you today? Oh, good. Thank you, John, so much. And so sorry about declining so so early on. Oh, no, but you know what? We're going um, to get you. to that, and there's a good reason why you declined. But, Yasmin, yep. I want you to share a little bit of your story with our listeners. So tell us about yourself. You know, what do you do and a little bit of your career journey? Sure, yeah. So um, hello, all listeners, and hello, John. Um, I am right now, hello. Um, I am right now a principal consultant at um, The Clearing, and which is a management consulting firm. I do kind of, my focus is on transformation and change, um, which kind of entails leadership coaching, facilitation, stakeholder engagement, and um, it's a great place to work. Um, I love my job, love, love it. And I'm guessing that that's going to be part of later on in the show. Absolutely. But um, another part of who I am is I'm a mother of two, a wife, a daughter, a sister. So I have just many roles right now and a friend, a friend of John. So oh, well, thank you. Delighted and to be here. It's <laughs> awesome to have you. And I love having you as a friend, Yasmin. And just to give a little context, you and I met at the Cary Business School at Johns Hopkins. We did. We did. Yeah. It was a great time. We were in a couple of different classes together, which actually you asked me early on about my career journey. Um, you know, basically my career journey is a series of unfortunate events where I have fallen all over my face thinking I knew what I wanted to do in my life. Mm. Um, thinking that it's, you know, basically a silver bullet that I'm going to find one day. And what I've learned is, um, some of my mistakes have been my greatest learning moments and have put me on the path today. Um, and one of the paths was to go back to school to learn more about how businesses work. So we did our MBA program together. Yes. Um, and also more about change and transformation. So, yes. And also you yes. were you were you were going for the twofer, right? Because you were in the uh, organizational development program. Yes. Yes. And I thought that the MBA program and the MBA classes were going to be the hard part because I could be better at math. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I think we um, all can. Yeah, but the OD program, the organization development program, was actually the biggest challenge because what I wasn't prepared for is that, you know, while I learned about transforming organizations and change, you actually have to be open to transforming yourself, yeah. which is way harder, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Yasmin, you talked a little bit about your career journey. So mm -hmm. so what, what were some of the things that you did? What were some of the so-called silver bullets that you thought you had found earlier on in your career? Yeah, that, that's a great question, John. <laughs> um, I think the first one was kind of early on, you know, when you apply for college, you just have this vision of yourself. And mine was, I thought, a doctor. Um, I thought I want to be a pediatrician. So I started pre-med undergrad at Georgetown and I fell all over my face. I mean, I basically got a horrible score on an orgo 
tests. And I remember the professor telling me, you know what, maybe this is not the right path for you. You might consider other options. So of course, yeah. So of course I was devastated. I'm like, I'm not smart. I don't know what, what I'm going to do with my life. And so I just started enrolling in psychology courses. I started doing internships in psychology. Um, and I loved it. You know, I I realized, wow, this is pretty cool. Maybe I want to be in some sort of like in the psychology or social psychology range. I just didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And then um, realized that my strong point was kind of communications. So I thought the best city for me after graduation was actually at a PR firm in New York. Mm-hmm. And in 2001, um, yeah, as you all know, the uh, market wasn't doing so well for recent grads. So I just moved up to New York and I started applying to all these different jobs that had to do with strategic comms. And the places that were hiring the most were law firms. Yeah. So, um, you know, I said, okay, fine. This is maybe my first step in the strategic comms or, you know, stakeholder engagement, whatever it was. And um, I started doing pretty well. I was legal assistant. I started doing pretty well. And I thought, hey, maybe I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> so I take the LSAT. And I do horribly, Mm. horribly. I'm like, oh, great. Another falling all over my face. And um, this wonderful, one of my roommates basically said, you know, you'd be great at learning and development in law firms, you know, which is all about growing individuals um, and specifically, you know, bridging the gap of um, attorneys that recently graduate from law school and start practicing it because it's a big gap. Yeah. So what are the skills associated with it? What's the change that needs to occur in these individuals? You know, the thinking, the skill set, everything. I mean, that's a big, as you know, John, John, it's it's a big, um, you know, it's it's a big change that you're asking these individuals to do. So I was part of bridging that gap and I got a job at a large law firm and loved it. I did really well. Um, and so I started doing learning and development, succession planning, which then entailed, um, a lot of change because rolling out a new performance, um, system in it requires change, um, where, you know, there's a lot of resistance. So, you know, for many years I was kind of climbing up the corporate ladder, but yet, and I would learn from experiences, but yet I didn't understand how a business operated, so I decided to go back to school um, and get that MBA in organization development. So I had the change piece and I had the business side of it, too, which was really, really cool. And I did really well, I, very, very well. And um, I part time consulted. I went back to school. I took care of my kids like I was really happy. And I really thought that my silver bullet after that was going to be a C-suite level or start my own business you mm-hmm. know, at a company. And I wanted to really focus in I.T., So once I graduated from grad school, you know, I thought, well, what's kind of my next step? What's next? And I figured, okay, in terms of a career trajectory and a silver bullet, um, I really wanted to be part of the C-suite. That was what would give me joy in my career and um, something meaningful for me. So that's kind of my next step. And so I started at this um, small IT company. Um, I was a chief strategy and communications officer. So I was kind of head of um, internal and external comms, marketing, branding, um, strategy, change, transformation, you name it, this position had it. Um, And it was mostly internally facing, all internally facing at first. 
And um, I thought, great, this is wonderful. I'm going to work a ton of hours. You know, I'm going to build this and help this company grow and make it the effective machine that it is. And um, I, I really started learning a ton. Um, but there was a an intervention from a friend of mine called John Lim, <laughs> who started a podcast. And, um, you know, initially, John, you probably remember that I, I said, do. sure, I'd love to be part of your podcast. I'm so excited about your launch. I'd love to be part of it. Send me your questions. I, I and so this. we were having lunch down in Bethesda and we were talking about this. This was about maybe a month before I launched moving forward. That is correct. And I was thrilled to bits and I said, sure, send me your questions. And, um, I looked at the first question, which is what inspires you? every day. And I've got to tell you, that stumped me. Wow. I did not know what inspired me oh every day. Gosh. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I am very kind of mature in my career. Um, I have a also lot to learn. And still like <laughs> I mean, you, you've gone through school, you've gone through graduate school, you graduated from a top program. I mean, you know what I'm really excited to talk to you about, and I, I want mm-hmm. you to share this with Moving Forward listeners. I mean, on the surface, you had every checkbox marked off, and yep. you were the, the, you know, everything. I mean, you were the pinnacle of success. And so this one question really just threw you for a loop. It did. It did. And what it was such a beautiful intervention that happened in my career, it was totally John. Unintentional, too. and I'm sure, I'm sure it was. And what was amazing is I realized in the past there were things that happened in my career where I would almost fall on my face and I'd have to stand up again, mm. regroup, and see. Okay, so that didn't work. What will work, right? Yeah. Not thinking about what I really wanted, but more so what worked, what didn't work, and why that was. And even through a grueling OD, transforming yourself, even though, you know, some of the test results said, yes, you're part, you're going to be part of leadership. And this is kind of your career path. What I never asked myself was a question that you asked me, hmm. which is what inspires me. And, yet, and like, so, so what did yeah. you do? At, I mean, what do you do at that point? Mm-hmm. I mean, you are already invested <laughs> so heavily into this career. I mean, you've made it. You are at the C-suite level. And yeah. All of a sudden, you, you you get this disruption, which probably was the last thing you wanted, or maybe it was at first you thought this is the last thing I need right now. So, what did you do? Yeah. So, what I did was say no to the interview, John. Yeah, I um, first, first and foremost, <laughs> I remember, and I really um, stopped and really paused about what will make me happy. Hmm. Like, as an actual individual, I needed to really think about. Um, what made me happy, what would bring me joy in my life? Because, you know, not to be on the dire side, we got one shot at this ourselves, right? We've got one chance at making whatever impact and meaningful outcomes that you want to do in this life, whether it's personal, professional, whatever it might be. And for the first time in my life, I had to stop and think about that. And it was really great, very confusing. Mm. But um, I spoke to, I'm a big extrovert, so I just had to speak to a lot of friends and, and colleagues. And, um, one of them was, um, a wonderful guy called Matt Minahan mm-hmm. who said, um, actually this state that you're in, um, this ambiguous state that you're in is actually a really powerful one. 
because it allows you and it gives you the space to think about what you really want and makes you aware of kind of the pressures that are coming on you, some of these cultural norms that are coming at you. So stop and think, go on runs, do things that make you happy. So I did a lot of that. I actually also left work at seven o'clock, six o'clock at night, which I never did beforehand. And I spent time with my family. So it was kind of like a strategic pause on my career. And um, probably a month after doing that, I realized that um, what I really wanted to do and what I enjoyed doing um, was work on things um, on education, on healthcare, on security challenges that we're faced with in this country. That was really what um, would give me um, some sort of meaningful purpose in my life. And, you know, if you think about it from um, what you see to what you think and what you feel, like what I see are my kids, which yeah. is probably just so standard, right? But I just, you know, my kids are the representation of all the next generation to come. Sure. So that's kind of number one for me is like, what are we going to give? How are we going to be good ancestors to them, right? How am I going to be more specifically? And then if you think about it, you know, the the um, the challenges that we have in terms of education in this country, the challenges that we face in terms of health care, the challenges we face in terms of just our own personal security is just astronomical that if we don't start really having hard conversations now with multiple stakeholders and multiple industries, you know, we, we might not have the chance we could have if we didn't have it early on. Um, so I wanted to be part of those conversations. I wanted to help those facilitate those conversations. I wanted to be part of a company that would do that or stand up a company that would do that. So whatever that was, I knew that like thinking through that, right. From a head, from a a brain perspective, (laughs) um, from a heart. Oh yeah. What I love about your story. I mean, just, you know, I think you encapsulate it. We have one shot at this, right. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, are you going to do it? Are you going to take that one shot just doing what you think you should be doing as opposed to what really drives you, what really gets you up in the morning? And that's one of the things I love about the story that you're sharing right now is just that just your your honesty, your authenticity to yourself first and foremost. I mean – I, you know, I was really taken aback when you declined to be on Moving Forward for that first episode. But when you explained it to me, I mean, it just it it was something that I would never would have expected that just a question that I wanted to ask you on the podcast would have such an impact on you. Yeah, no, it was really great. I mean, and and the whole piece is, you know, the interesting part about kind of um, my journey, my biggest lesson learned, I guess, and what you've given me, which is great is being authentic with really who you are and what you want to do. I mean, that to me is kind of number one. And for me, especially, I was trying to fit into these boxes that are already there. um, And and it really wasn't me. So right now I'm really happy, you know, at this new firm. Um, I am able to do the work that I want to do. They're giving me the space I need to do whatever I need to do to personally grow. And I was, you know, we were talking earlier, John, about like that actually this company is looking out for me as well. You know, they're like, well, you know, yes, you've done a ton of hours right now. You know, um, what, what, how can we support you so that you kind of, um, really balance out your personal life with your workload? And that's huge. I've never worked for a company like that before. That's fantastic. 
It's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, Yasmin, how did how did you? I mean, how did the events and how did your revelation lead you to the clearing? Um, so actually, um, Matt Minahan that I was telling you about um, was listening to me for weeks. He's such a wonderful man. Mm. Thank you, Matt Minahan. Um, <laughs> Thank you, and, Matt, if you're listening to this. Yes. <laughs> and um, he was listening to and me. And listeners um, will have Matt's uh, phone number and address so that you can all kind of, I'm just kidding about that. Yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> He'd love that. He would love that. He was actually, um, he's also, I was on the OD Network board, mm-hmm. um, which is a great association for, um, you know, organization development professionals whether you're internal or external. And he was the board chair at the time. And he basically has his own um, OD practice as well. But he's always made time for me and everyone else in terms of their own career. Yeah. Yeah, Um, It is a really good friend, great mentor. And, um, you know, he was the one to tell me about the clearing and that the clearing is really trying to solve these complex um, problems that we're kind of faced with. And while I was definitely enticed with a lot of other consulting firms, I just felt like the clearing was a, a small company that I could help grow. And that was really like their mission statement and their vision statement was exactly what I was trying to do. Um, so, I mean, their vision statement is, you know, our vision statement is we believe in inspire and equip leaders to make extraordinary contributions to organizations and people they serve. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that vision. And we, so. we just had Sean Fallon, uh, not too long ago. I mean, he's also, you know, works at the clearing. And so mm-hmm. you're working with some incredible talent over there. Yeah. Yeah. The talent is amazing. I'm learning from everyone. I'm learning from the clients themselves and I'm able to make an impact that, um, that to me anyways, truly matters and, yeah. and will make me a good ancestor, you know, kind of going forward. So yes, I mean, talk a little bit, I mean, since you've had such a varied career journey, I mean, you know, we have listeners who may be, you know, stuck in that rut who mm-hmm. are on that corporate treadmill as I was for many, many years. And they're thinking, well, I just don't know that I can get out of my comfort zone. I don't even want to think about the question of what inspires me or what I'm passionate about. Like, what are some things that you would want to say? Let's say we had someone here who who listens to this podcast, who's listening to you right now, and they're just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know that I want to take that kind of risk. I'd rather just stay behind the cubicle walls. I mean, what would you say to that person? I think that's a really good question. Um, What I would say to that person is think about yourself as an individual. Forget about everything else around you. Forget about all the pressures, the barriers, the stressors that you have in your life, everything that drains you, you know, all the noise outside. And just think for a moment and think about if I had you know, a day, a week, a month, just a confined space to do something that's meaningful to me, what would that be? Hmm. How would I do that? And why does that matter to me? Yeah. I think that those are three really important questions that help me a ton. And whatever that might be is the right answer to everyone who's listening. Um, There's not a one size fits all. Just yeah. think about those three questions. I love it. I love it. Moving forward, listeners, I mean, I, I love what Yasmin has shared with you today. I mean, we're going to go on a different track with today's interview because I l- love having Yasmin share her story. And I think it's so important to just 
take that time for yourself. And I love that. Think about yourself for a minute and, and what drives you, what makes you happy, and the important why question. I mean, that's the question that you really took the time and the energy to explore, which wasn't easy to do, but it got mm-hmm. you to a place where you are doing something that really fulfills you and also has a greater purpose. I mean, you think about you are in a position now where the work that you're doing will impact your children and their children. Yeah, yeah. And that's really, that's really meaningful. Like I have this quote that I always kind of live by yeah. and, and it shows the rate of change that we all must be almost comfortable with this rate of to constantly renew yourself, but more so kind of drown out the noise around us. Yeah. And it's, um, it's a William, I don't know if you know, William Pollard, do you know I, him? I've heard he's the like, name. You have, he's, I love it. He's got a great quote on learning and innovation and it talks about basically that, you know, the, the, the let me see if I get this right, but the, um, the, oh, the arrogance of success is to think about what you did yesterday will be sufficient for tomorrow. Wow. Wow. So to me, it's such a, yeah, yeah. The arrogance of success is to think about what you did yesterday will be sufficient for tomorrow. Wow. So, I mean, to me, a, a big part of drowning out the noise is, you know, the more frameworks and methodologies and experience that you get, you sometimes get really clouded with all this stuff, you know, in your brain. And when you think about how freeing it is, that quote is, it's not about knowledge. It's about just Einstein said this. It's not about knowledge. It's about imagination. Mm. It's about renewing yourself every single day. And if you think about that, that kind of frees you up yeah. to do a lot, to do whatever you want to do. I, I love it. Um, Absolutely love it. Moving forward, listeners, I mean, I think this is so important. I mean, Yasmina shared her story and she went through that traditional path that I followed, you know, just what I feel like I have to do, what's on paper and, you know, reaching a certain level for you. It was a C-suite for me. It was becoming an attorney and then finding, well, you know what? I I don't know if this is really what inspires me. And I love that. Just tap into your imagination because I think that's something that as we get into adulthood, it's something that is not as encouraged as much as it should be. And But it sounds like you're in a place now where that is encouraged and that's absolutely fantastic. And that's really one of the things that we we tend to forget that we really need to, once in a while, we need to tap into that. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, John. Thank you, Moving Forward. Thank you, listeners. And thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Right. Exactly. Thank you, Matt, for helping me through through this, you know, and that basically we're all not alone in this. Um, Just think about what you want. And that intervention, that inspiration question was really critical. So thank you, John, for that very much. No, thank you for sharing it. Yasmin, are you ready for the knowledge burst session? Sure. Yep. I'm ready. (laughs) Well, I'm going to switch it up just a little bit, just based on this amazing story that you're sharing. So first question. So let's say we have a listener who is maybe uh, in that period where he or she is in school right now, Mm -hmm. and they're thinking about the end. They're looking at the finish line. So what is one thing that you're doing now that you wish you had known about or had done back then? Um. You know, what would have been really helpful is to think about my um, career trajectory as um, as an incremental um, thing, if that makes any sense. 
So what would have been great was to really plot out, in my mind anyways, where I am right now, so graduation, to which, you know, in the clearing, we, we have something called the primes, which are tools mm-hmm. that we use um, in terms of kind of conversations that leaders and anyone really have in organizations. And this one is called like the core prime. And I wish that I had done that for myself, where you talk about where you are right now, like the current state, the as is state, and then where I see myself in two years from now, mm. forget about the five year like two years, because in five years, you don't know what the world's going to look like. Five years ago, I didn't have a cell phone. I mean, excuse me, I did. Let me redact that. (laughs) I did have a cell phone. I didn't have a smartphone. I did not have my iPhone. And that is a whole different world that I live in, given the iPhone. So um, I just don't know what the world's going to be like in five years from now. So I wish that I kind of time bound it to two years, which is the to be yes mean state, right? Yeah. And think about what it would be like from first a personal standpoint, you know, from a an individual standpoint, not just in terms of career and the different roles that I play, but just me as as myself. What is it? What does that picture look like? And say, like, in year 2015, I will do this. The headline says this, like whatever that is. I, I wish I had done that. And then I and I wish I talked about, like, what are the first steps that I wanted to take to get to that state? Like, what are the first couple steps and reevaluate? Like, is this something that I want? And then pause. Is this something that inspire me? Pause. Why am I doing this? Pause, you know? So I wish I had done that. And what I didn't do was, what I did was just act. Hmm. So, um, I I don't know if that's helpful at all to listeners, but I mean, take that introspection time. I think that's so Mm -hmm. important. We're so caught up in what we need to be doing that we don't always take the time to think, why are we doing this? And, right. Uh, is this something that we need to pursue? I think that's great. Yasmin, one of the things that really strikes me about you is the way you're able to cultivate relationships. I mean, I, I won't even use the word networking because it really just kind of has this connotation of just like handing mm-hmm. out business cards and whatnot, but you really cultivate relationships well. So share a practice or habit that you have for building and maintaining relationships? I think that's a great question. And to your point earlier, I just kind of do. Yeah. So so naturally to you, but for someone who may not be, you know, maybe a little bit more of an introvert or maybe someone who is a little bit more gun shy about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things that strikes me about you is that through your journey, you have really been able to, you know, leverage the relationships, the people that are in your, that are in your life to, to move forward. So right. you know, do you have a practice or do you have a recommendation for our listeners that can yeah. really help them? No, I love the way that you just asked that. And, and part of the thing that I always kind of um, go by in terms of the relationships that I have is, um, which is funny that I didn't do that in my career until now, but is really being um, vulnerable. Um, with, uh, your relate, like with the people that you are in relationships with your friends, your family, be vulnerable, say what's going on in your life, say the, the journey that you're kind of going through. And what's incredible is you would be surprised, you know, i.e. the same thing that happened between you and me of the commonalities, you know, you don't yeah. feel alone anymore. And so in terms of cultivating, you know, that quote unquote network, um, those relationships that you said, 
constantly be vulnerable, be okay and be like, you know what? I fell all over my face. I got a, you know, X amount out of seven out of a hundred on a bio test here. I'm going to say it on the listeners. See, that's pretty bad for my orgo <laughs> test. That's how bad I failed. Right. And what's funny is maybe no one got a seven out of a hundred, but you have had an experience in your life where you have fallen over your face Absolutely. and being vulnerable and saying that actually helps with relationships because people will trust you. Um, and, and you know, your relationships can only grow from there. If you have a facade and you're just constantly this role with people, people feel that people can tell when you're not being authentic all the time. So to me, anyways, that's something that's really helped build relationships. Yeah. And I, and it's one of the things that I think really, I mean, that, that, I, I think it's one of the things that has really stuck with me about, you know, getting to know you is the fact that you're so just authentic with people and that you take and value the relationships and the connections that you have so highly. And I think that's a really great takeaway. I mean, moving forward, listeners, I mean, it's it's not just about showing your best self and, and the, the part mm-hmm. that we all put on the resume. It's about being a little bit vulnerable, letting people know what's going on. And I think that's a really, really huge takeaway. Yeah, it is. And for some people, they might think, well, you know, I'm not sure if I can do that. Um, You can in certain degrees, you know, at least start with yourself, be vulnerable with yourself, number one. Um, And the second piece, actually, that you just brought up that's kind of critical is be a really good active listener. Hmm. You know, um, a lot of people uh, hear and um, in conversation, but they don't really listen. Um, It's amazing what you hear when you actually sit down and you're truly present with another person. So my conversation with you when you launched moving forward, the podcast and everything is I just heard so much from you on, you know, what you've learned. And that helped me you know, so I really appreciated that. When you listen, you actually learn from others. Yeah, and as I'm listening to you, I'm learning so much from you, Yasmin. I always do. So I'm just excited that you're sharing that with our listeners. And yeah. I'm going to ask you one more knowledge burst question. So I'd like you to pick sure. one and share with our listeners. Do you have a particular resource? And it, and it can be anything. It could be a favorite movie, book, song. And I'm going to add to this or cultural experience that inspired you to move forward. Hmm. Well, can I can I actually say a person yes. that has inspired me? Okay. Go for it. That's I think you may be the first to actually name a person. <laughs> awesome. It's a person and event. I'll just I'll, I'll say right, that. Great. Um so the person is called Harrison Owen and is a wonderful mentor of mine and friend. Um and he is the uh, he's an individual who kind of started the concept of, along with others, self-organizing groups and teams. You know, he's kind of deep-rooted in, in the field of organization development. And um, his, I met him a year and a half ago, two years ago. And um, I haven't gone through this kind of intervention that you so wonderfully presented to me about kind of what is it that I want to do, what inspires me every day. I was still on this kind of go, 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 you know, corporate ladder thing. And um, he was someone that I was organizing the OD conference and we had brought him in to do open space, which is a large group intervention. Okay, so I could go on to all the technicalities. Regardless, it's a methodology that a lot of ODers use for large scale change. And the concept is about groups kind of in the moment setting the agenda on what they want to talk about. Whoever wants to come can come. Who doesn't 
they don't have to come. Like nothing's mandatory. And they set the agenda moving forward on mm-hmm. things that matter to them, on things that inspire them. And um, I had had <laughs> issues with, okay, I have to schedule this. I've got to organize this. So in terms of planning with him this event, which was the second day in the conference, I was worried about all these risks associated with it. He's like, Yasmin, you've got to trust the group. You've mm. got to trust the teams. And I'm like, no, but what if it goes wrong? And what if all oh, this is going to be terrible? You know, of course, all my panic at the time. And he's like, I'll meet you early on Tuesday morning and we'll go through all the prep and we'll be just fine. And so we did. And it was great. And I was still kind of panicked. And when it started, the agenda was completely off kilter, completely off kilter. We had probably 500 people and people looked at me it was 45 minutes off and everyone looked at me and there were people that were looking at me and I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do? And so I went out to him and he was having coffee. I'm like, what are you doing, Harrison? You're having coffee? This is a complete disaster. And he looked at me and he was like, the groups know what they what they need to do. So I run in the room and in a panic, I just look at the entire room and there were groups that were just taking control, sitting down one after the other after the other. And it was amazing to me. It was amazing because I didn't do anything it was them owning the, the process and owning that particular, you know, um, meaningful conversation that they wanted to have, regardless of me being in the room, regardless of Harrison Owen being in the room. And it taught me so much because sometimes the best thing is not sticking your foot in it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it is just letting go and seeing what happens and learning from that. So to me, like in terms of knowledge burst, it was amazing for me to see that because everything from what was stable to me and structured was actually an, an inhibitor to that kind of kind of conversation. So he's got a, a great a couple of great books that I highly recommend. Going back to books and resources, one of them is called Wave Rider, um, which is great and, and it really describes this process and being the wave rider in teams. And um, another one is called Open Space, um, and there's a website and everything. And, and actually, the concept is quite liberating, very freeing for for individuals and teams. So, oh, that's great. Um, we'll I highly recommend that. On the write up for our listeners. Thank you so much for sharing those knowledge bursts. Those are absolutely fantastic. Cool. Thank you. Hey, moving forward, listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Yasmin, so talk a little bit about what you're doing today with the clearing. And, you know, I know that we may have listeners who are part of companies or agencies that may be interested in working with you. So talk a little bit about the work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I have the ability to do some amazing work with some amazing teams at the clearing and some amazing clients. Um, uh, right now, I have a couple of different uh, projects that I'm working on, um, but to me, the most like significant ones really to note is one that's a large agency, and they're focused on building superior customer experience. 
And it is amazing to see how focusing on the value that you provide to customers really aligns an entire, very complex agency. Um, So I have the ability to be there on the customer engagement side of things and being there on the organization transformation side of things. It's like tying in everything that your journey, I see so much of your journey and what you're talking about right now. Yeah, actually. And that's a great point because when we meet with leaders, um, we always say, you know, is this change or transformation you're talking about? Change is incremental, right? Um, Transformation is about being in the present and jumping into the future. And that's a whole different mindset when you think about that. And when you talk about transformation, I always ask leaders, do you have the stomach for it? Hmm. Because that also means your own transformation. Are you ready for that? And some people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at certain moments, they're like, oh, I don't know about this, <laughs> right? So I kind of prepare them that, you know, transformation and, and the, there's upswings and downswings to transformation. Yeah. And you almost want to, cons- like a pendulum, you almost want to conserve the energy on those big highs because no, you're going to have another big low, mm-hmm. but you'll be back up again pretty soon. I love that. So yeah, I, it, so, it, so basically it starts with individuals, to your point. That's a great point that you made. Um, so that, that's one that I'm really excited about. Um, and this agency has been amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing to work with. And, and the transformation might even go outside of this agency and might even go throughout the entire federal government. So that would be fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. And I love the way you distinguish change and transformation. I thought the way that you, you framed that, I thought, I thought was very powerful. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. Um, we have a prime on that funnily enough. And so I'm happy to, you know, send it to you. It's a, it's a great prime because, you know, there's so many change models and methodologies and people talk about transformation and change. And, and, and what was really nice about this prime, it distinguished them as separate events because you're going to have change efforts going on and they need to continue in order to survive, you know, given how much change is going on outside of these organizations, but you almost have to fixate into the future and transform because then you'll never get there, especially when you're talking about these large organizations. To move them is huge, right? Oh, absolutely. Like I say, I say it's like turning a big ship. It's not yes. easy to do. Yeah, we say that the clearing. It's like the most important piece is getting that big ship off the dock. That yeah. takes the most energy. Once you do that, you are good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that that's one. Another one is um, a nonprofit. Um, which is amazing, actually has an amazing mission and it's doing, it's really supporting on the org design and org development and org effectiveness because they're kind of just starting out and their mission is amazing. They're really looking to, um, reignite the American dream, which is no easy feat. (laughs) So, um, it's an amazing organization to work with an amazing leader with an amazing vision. And, you know, most of the time, some of these vision don't come into fruition and what, you know, I have the honor to be part of a team that's helping support this leader to really help her and her network and her network of networks reignite the American dream, which is very cool. That's fantastic. Well, Yasmin, how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about the amazing work that you're doing at the clearing? Yes. Um, feel free to go on our website, um, which is um, 
theclearing.com. And um, we also have a lot on the primes, which I'm sure you've heard from Sean Fallen, which actually is theprimes.com. Um, in terms of just contacting me directly, please feel free to email me um, or connect with me on social media. If you want to email me, it's yasmin.burns at theclearing.com. And on social media, I am on LinkedIn. I'm so sorry I'm not on Facebook, but I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> and you can find me at Yasmeen Burns. Um, and I'd love to connect with you all. Yasmeen, I want to thank you so much for coming on today, for turning me down a year and a half ago <laughs> so you can come on today and share this incredible story for Episode 91. It's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, John, so much for, for, for what you've given me. So I really appreciate it. And continue moving on and continue like doing these wonderful interventions on people's careers <laughs> because because truly it was a gift and, and I really appreciate it. So thank you. Well, you are the embodiment of moving forward. So thank you, as <laughs> we appreciate it. Wow. Moving forward, listeners. I mean, what can I say? Yasmin Burns as you heard from today's episode and as you see in the title of the episode, she is someone that I wanted to have on Moving Forward early on. She, I wanted her as actually the first guest and she turned me down and I'm glad she did. She would have been great as a first guest. I mean, to talk about her career journey when I was just starting out, scrambling, trying to find really cool guests. Uh, but I am so glad that I am here at episode 91 to talk to her about her journey and how moving forward had an impact on her even before the the podcast launch. I mean, that's the power of being able to do something like this. I had absolutely no idea that the, the questions would have this kind of an impact. And I hope that that's what you're getting out of listening to this podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome. I really am so glad that you're tuning in. I encourage you to listen to the past episodes. Stick with us uh, for new episodes coming out. For those of you who have been listening to us for a long time, this is what it's all about. It's really about developing those relationships, asking yourself that important why question. Why are you doing what you're, you're doing day in and day out? Does it inspire you? Does it move you? And as Yasmin said, you get one shot at this. So make sure it counts. Make sure that what you're doing really embodies what your purpose is and find that purpose. Take a moment to ask yourself, and I like what Yasmin shared about the two-year plan. You can find more details on the write-up. Again, go to bemovingforward.com. Check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You can also tune into the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and we're now on iHeartRadio as well. Have a great week. And join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.